Welcome to Menu Feed, a weekly podcast from Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. Joining Senior Editor Pat Kobe on the podcast is Becky Boyd, Director of Menu Innovation and Strategy for Bloomin' Brands, parent to such iconic brands as Outback, Bonefish Grill, and Carabas. Becky worked her way through the ranks of Outback Steakhouse, starting as a server, leading beverage programs as bar manager, and eventually moving into her present leadership position. Outback is actively accelerating LTO launches, recently introducing a hot honey-inspired menu this fall and a steak miss season food and drink lineup for the holidays. Becky and her team, all of whom have also worked the bar, pay equal attention to beverage and culinary during R&D brainstorming and menu development sessions. But they also play off Outback's Australian connection, using that as a differentiator to inspire menu items. Listen as Becky shares how steak and onions, Outback's two core ingredients, are driving the steak miss promotion, why signature cocktails at each of Bloomin's concepts are a draw for customers, and what's next as Outback continues on its innovation tier. Welcome, Becky. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. I am thrilled to be here. I've been waiting for this moment, so thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. Well, we love to hear about Outback and Bonefish and Bloomin' Brands. So tell me about your culinary journey that brought you to Blooming Brands. Yes, it's been an interesting one. So uh, what is so awesome is I actually started with Outback Steakhouse in 1995 as a hostess and started there while I was in high school. And it's just been an amazing ride for me with Bloomin' Brands, one that I never would have dreamt of, honestly. And so that's really where I fell in love with food and beverage was working in the restaurant, especially Outback Steakhouse and us being at that time, seven years into this amazing 35-year run that is still going strong and uh, worked my way up through Outback Steakhouse as starting from a hostess, I worked every position in the front of house. And then I even moved back into the kitchen and worked every position back there as well to eventually become a manager. And um, that really fueled my fire. And one of the things I realized was a passion for me was training through all of that. So mm-hmm. I took on some different field training roles for Outback Steakhouse specifically and, and moved to Houston and worked there for a while, um, traveling all over the Southeast United States and training people on the food and beverage and service. And if I was training in the back of the house, how we prepare the food items. And so I always had this love for the food and beverage that we were doing. And that slowly really turned into me getting more interested in the other side of the food and beverage. So how it all starts. And that passion really started with me then becoming the director of beverage for Outback. Mm-hmm. And the having the knowledge I had around just how we execute the beverage behind the bar and, and how we train it, it really helped me, I think, then with how we thought through the innovation that we were going to do and what the beverage program should be for Outback. And then eventually that moved into doing food and beverage for Outback. And then over the last two years, doing that for both not only Outback, but Carabas Italian Grill and Bonefish Grill also has just been honestly a, a dream I never could have thought would happen for me. I was going to college and th- thought I had a plan and I just loved what I was doing in, in the hospitality business. And I think that's one of the most exciting things about the restaurant business is the opportunity that awaits anyone that you can start as a hostess like me and, and doing the role I am now 
I, I would have never dreamt this, but it's all the opportunities that Bloomin' Brands has given me. And uh, I just want to keep giving back and uh, being able to see how the food and beverage excites guests on the other side now is just as exciting as it was for me when I was actually serving it right at the table many years ago. <laughs> well, you've you've certainly touched every operation within the company. Wow, that's amazing. Did yes. you, have you ever been to Australia? I have been. Oh, cool. And, and I, I have to say, there are several things on our menu that are inspired by Australia and by my trip to Australia. And a lot of, even when I went to Australia, I understood a lot of the things that we were doing in the restaurant and how actually authentic they were. Once I went there, I was like, oh, well, this is where they got these names from, or this is, oh, now I understand why we were doing this. Even though there were some of those were things we never really talked about in the restaurant before. Yeah, that's cool. I, I've always wanted to go to Australia. I'll have to get there someday for sure. You need to. You would love it. You'd love the beverage scene for sure. It's very, very exciting there. So you work with Outback and Bonefish Grill and Carabas. So you oversee like the menu innovation and strategy for all of those brands? That's correct. Wow, that that's some job. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I have a I have a small team that just really packs a big punch in being innovative and creative and just thinking about how do we not only come up with new things, but how do we continue to optimize and and bring even higher quality to the menu we have currently. So, so a lot of times the fun things to talk about are the innovation, but we always have this quality first mentality on everything that we're doing and how do we even improve upon what's on the menu now? So the amount of work that's going on, it never stops. And that's one of the things I love. I think that's part of being from the restaurant business is always busy. And the last time we talked, we talked a little bit about the Swicey menu that yes. introduced, which was really cool about, it was all about sweet heat. And you created a house-made hot honey and hot, we all know hot honey is such a huge trend now. So tell me about some of the food and drink items that went along with that and how customers responded to them. Sure. Uh, well, it was definitely creating quite a buzz, if you will, out there whenever we launched this menu. And the the items that really rose to the top were for sure our hot honey fried shrimp and the hot honey fried chicken. Those just were a hit right out of the gate. Um, you know, and I think a lot of that not only has to do with the hot honey, which, you know, when we launched that, you know, you just keep seeing this the sweet and heat together being such such a flavor that guests are gravitating toward. So we knew that we had this opportunity to really build a menu around it and then let the guests choose how far do you want to go hot honey? You want your whole hot meal hot honey or you just want to dive in with the shrimp or with your entree or even down to your margarita with a hot honey rita that was successful for us as well. Uh, but not just a hot honey, but then I think just pairing that with our flour that we use on the Bloomin' Onion that mm. is definitely is so craveable that even that paired with the Housemaid Hot Honey just was a complete hit. And um, it was just fun to read articles that, that as people tried them, what they thought and just get the guest feedback on how much they loved it. So uh, that's one that definitely we were excited about. It was a win for us. And did you introduce like Hot Honey at any of the other concepts? I mean, Carabas, it really doesn't fit with, but... I could see it with fish or seafood. Right. I, I think you're right. Yes. And you might be onto something for next year there, Pat. Like, well, uh, I like what you're thinking there. 
And it, it really seems that Outback is kind of on a innovation tear right now. I mean, you're already doing a second big promotion called Steak Miss Season, where yes. you're playing off steak and onions, which are two of um, Outback's really, you know, staple items, and you're changing them up a little bit for the holidays. So tell me how you're sort of riffing on those two items. Oh yeah, this is exciting, and 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 thank you. I, I do. I would say that Outback really put steak on the map for casual dining and onions for sure. So, so we always are thinking, how can we get even more creative with these two items that that we're known for? And so, uh, starting with first of all, thinking about the the time steakmas season is all about the holidays. We all get a little bit more indulgent during this time of year, uh, and so taking our blooming onion petals and and also our French onion soup that we've we've had on the menu now for quite some time. And I would say it's maybe a little bit of a hidden gem. It's not something you think of whenever you come to Outback Steakhouse. But by taking the provolone cheese and melting that on top of our already famous Outback center cut sirloin and then our blooming onion petals on top and then serving a little side of our French onion soup that I like to say people can go no rules just right with it. So they can either dip their steak in it or pour it over their steak or drink it straight from the ramekin if you want. There's no rules here. <laughs> it's all delightful. And that at only $16.99 starting price point is just such a value too, but just a new way to really have two items that are classic, put them together and have a whole new eating experience. Um, but then, you know, what if you want to go all the way indulgent, the bone-in ribeye with the bourbon onion. This one is just gorgeous and so craveable. So our bone-in ribeye is one of our most popular steaks that we have. But then we've taken the same onion we use for our blooming onion. Uh, we take a part of that and we actually grill it and caramelize it on the grill with some Jim Beam bourbon. And then on top of that, put some bacon and roasted garlic butter. And just the flavors are exciting and fun. And it's a new way to have onion and steak at your Outback Steakhouse. So those two are probably the ones I'm the most excited about just because it's just playing, as you said, on two items that we're so well known for. Right. So when you take the blooming onion, is it like the battered blooming onion that you then caramelize or it's just- Oh, great question. No, it's actually, uh, so from the raw state. So, you know, mm -hmm. our super colossal onions uh, it was actually even a way for us to to utilize. You know, we we sell lots of blooming onions, as you can imagine, and uh, we cut the top off of every onion before we actually punch it to make it look like the bloom. And so it was even a way for us to use some of that onion that you know we use as much of it as we possibly can in the restaurants, but a lot of that became waste. And so mm. they're perfectly the form of them where we can make them beautiful. Um, circle that goes right on the top of the steak with that butter. And so it's been exciting to just think of ways to not have waste in the restaurant too, as we are always thinking about sustainability. Oh, that's a, you know, it's a great no waste story for sure. Yes. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you, I mean, you mentioned that you started out on the beverage side, you know, managing some of the bar menus. So cocktails have always been a really important part of your menu promotions. So how do you come out up with these themes? Like like the Hot Honey Rita, which was really good. I actually had one. Yes, <laughs> so thank you. to that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, how do you come up with the ideas? Do you work with specific bar managers or mixologists? 
Yeah, uh, a great question. There's the inspiration comes from lots of places. I will say that our little team we have here of three, myself and two others, we do a lot of big thinking, big idea thinking. And and what is also nice is the the two people on my team, they also worked at one point in an Outback Steakhouse as a server or bartender. So we have this kind of culture of knowing like the Outback guest and and what really sounds like something Outback would do and be fun. Uh, so we will start with just a big brainstorming idea. And then we might develop the drink for 100% here at our R&D bar, or we might work with some suppliers to help us kind of bring that idea to the finish line. Uh, but what my big thing is the beverage is just as important as the food. And, you know, I know the food is what a lot of times is, is the draw, obviously, for the majority of our guests. But the beverage should be able to complement the food just as much. And and we've had some really exciting hits, honestly, this year that drove guests in to see it, like the Aussie Jazzy that went viral this year. That that went beyond our wildest dreams of what that could have been. But that to me was the epitome of like a fun outback cocktail that everybody wanted to get their hands on. What was in that? So that was a cocktail we did. So it was a blue cocktail and blue cocktails are certainly trending as, you know, the blue cocktail draws the eye. You got to have one. Uh, we put some raspberry vodka in there, a lemonade and blue curacao. And then we actually had a little shark that we put in the drink that had a little bit of grenadine in that you could pour in yourself to kind of have that little shark effect to it. And everyone's obsessed with sharks now also. <laughs> so having that during the summertime and really being able to tell the story around that with the number of shark species that are in Australia and great whites and all that was a fun story to bring along about Australia. And it was a fan favorite from the minute that it launched. Yeah. That's really clever to tie everything in together like that with, you know, the culture and the environment and everything else. It's yes. Cool. Yeah. Australia is something no one else has that. So it's fun to be able to share either traditions from Australia or kind of come up with our own, like using something that's a native ingredient from Australia and telling the story around it. You know, we did that with, we have a whiskey apple on our menu and Granny Smith apples actually started in Australia and to help to tell the whole story about how that became and, and why you can still go to Australia now and they make fresh squeezed apple juice because of the Granny Smith apple. There's just so many stories that can be told. And we like to build stories around our food and beverage too, just to, you know, bring some fun to it and learn a little something along the way. For sure. And now for Steak Miss, you're doing um, a gingerbread cookie martini, which sounds yummy, <laughs> and a smoked cinnamon pecan old fashioned. So tell me about those two. Those, those yes. sound really festive. Oh, totally are. Now, the gingerbread cookie martini. That is a staple for us. Like we have, it has such a following. People wait all year long for this martini to come back. And it's just so decadent. And we like to have our little fun saying, you got to catch him while you can. He's a gingerbread man martini and he doesn't sneak around very long. But that one we do to go also. So, Pat, we're going to have to get you some gingerbread cookie martinis to go um, because it is really fabulous. So, that was a staple. You know, that was going to come back for us year after year. And the smoked cinnamon pecan old fashioned, we actually just launched that last year, but it has been, uh, it got an amazing feedback also. You know, doing a smoked drink casual dining is not what you see a lot of places. So we mm -hmm. elevated the game by doing a smoked drink in our restaurants. 
And we have cinnamon pecans in our bag of house that we use in some salads. So we actually make that syrup for that drink in-house using those cinnamon pecans, which is just a really fun way to elevate the cocktail too. And it did so well for us last year on the menu that we brought it back onto Stigma season this year too. Oh, and are you doing um, anything with peppermint? I know that's a big flavor for Christmas. I just did a whole story on peppermint trending all over the place. Wow. You know, not this year, but I do say that that flavor tempts me a lot. We we look at different items around it. Um, we we did it this year, you know, even for Carabas, we, you know, we were bringing back a drink that we did before the Mary Berry Martini, which is served in an ornament, but we brought in a new holiday cocktail, the Italian cookie martini, which the Italian cookie has a lot of, although that's an American Italian invention, uh, which was basically Americans that immigrated over Italians that Amer- immigrated over to America, they started making these cookies that looked like the Italian flag. But during Christmas time, you could find these cookies in Italy too, because they have the red and the white and the green. Right. So we made a cocktail around that 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 we know is going to be very successful too. And how about bonefish? Do they have special cocktails for the season too? Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> Probably the most popular of all of uh, Bloom and Brand's cocktails is their winter white Cosmo. Um, this is just a riff we do on a Cosmopolitan, but it's all white because we use white cranberry juice and we put cranberries in it. And that drink is is a must try. And it is the most popular holiday cocktail that Bloom and Brand's has ever done. Wow. And do, does Bonefish do any special um, Christmas I guess, LTOs or special um, meals for Christmas? Oh, yes. So so we do a whole winter window for, for bonefish as well. Um, we introduced some really uh, great new items or we're about to around um, some, some creamy Parmesan risotto to kind of just have that more hearty feel for the holidays. Um, we have our bistro filet as well. And then um, we have our most famous is our old fashioned salmon. So where we do basically a riff on old fashions, but have a, a, a glaze that we do on our salmon. And that one is a hit for us. that comes back every year as well. So you really integrate uh, food and drink at all the different brands. It's really fascinating because I think that's oh, yes. unique. I, you know, I don't think a lot of casual dining players actually do that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and it probably has a lot to do with my passion around beverage. And I just feel I, I think it's just a natural fit that they should be planned together. And how do they work together? Because that's how you have your best experience when you're in the restaurant. And how about desserts? I know that, you know, sometimes there's no room for dessert when you eat a big outback steak, but I'm sure people do still crave dessert. So what are you doing in that area? Yes, desserts like, um, because, you know, a lot of times I think even when you're at home, you might not have dessert as often, but when you go out to eat, you, you want to have that little special time to have a little something sweet before you head out the door. Um, and we, we definitely do a lot of innovation around desserts as well. I mean, we even with statement season for Outback with the chocolate tower, that's a, a huge chocolate cake that we've done before. Uh, but it's been quite a few years since we've done it. So we, we brought it back and we're already getting great feedback on it being back. And we just felt like chocolate cake at this time of year was great. But I would say the innovation we did for Outback around the Tim Tam brownie cake was the one I've been the most excited about because this was, again, taking an Australian item, the Tim Tams, 
and bringing them in and making a dessert around them and telling the story of the Tim Tam basically being the Oreo of Australia. And guests have been raving about it. It did so was so successful for us on specials that we moved it onto our permanent menu because uh, the, the guests love it. That when we tried to take it away, that was a that was a big no. Mm, yeah, that was very original for sure. So how about catering? Is that ramping up? I know, you know, that seems to be much bigger this year, that especially around the holidays than it's been for the past couple of years. Are people ordering, you know, meals to go and doing more events and even family gatherings around catering? Yes, they are. Uh, family events, uh, you know, now even more people back in the office than there has been in quite some time. So as you think about holiday gatherings, you know, holiday office parties, uh, we definitely are already starting to see a ramp up on, on that as well. Uh, and it's super exciting for all three of our brands. We see it. And, and I mean, we feel like we've got you covered anywhere you want to go. Like, you know, steak is the one thing that a lot of people don't like to cook at home, you know, just because of the variability of how do I cook it and what temperature. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's always been an indulgent for guests. So even if you're having an office party, having steak there just kind of makes you feel like, well, we're really special. We're having steak tonight. Um, and we even launched a loaded baked potato bar recently, which is okay. really fun and a different way to experience that, especially for an office gathering. With Carabas, you know, we we really crush it with catering with Carabas. And we just launched this year our Carabas Sandwich Bistro, which is sandwiches that you can order cold or hot. And um that has been such a success for us. Um, and, you know, that's something that we're really getting out there now that we have this other way to experience Carabas more for that, like lunchtime. So either it be at home, you can order either through box lunches all the way up to bundled as meals. And that's one that you're just going to see us continue to talk about even into 2024. Cool. And, you know, I, I, I've also heard that seafood is something that people really don't like to cook at home. That so, is right. <laughs> I mean, I love cooking fish, but some people are really afraid of it. So is that something that Bonefish is doing a lot of too, doing seafood to go or having, oh, or yes. you know, trying to promote having seafood in a restaurant instead? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have a full blown catering menu for a bonefish grill and you're exactly right. And, and, and what's nice about it is, you know, our, our presentation, everything about bonefish grill is a little bit more on the polished casual side. So definitely great for special events. Um, and, but then even, you know, we have, we have our, um, bang bang tacos and fish tacos bars that you can get that you can make it a little bit more casual and fun, but like, to your point, like, Seafood is one of those things you don't typically want to cook at home either. But even when you think about in our restaurants, one of the things that we did this year is we brought in grouper this year nationally, and we've created this smoky tomato butter that we put Mm. on top of it that is just so indulgent and just really, I think, a great time of year to be having that kind of smoky flavor and that butter, then if you're not into grouper, you can get it on uh, steak, you can get it on our pork shop. So kind of coming up with these great, unique toppings that you can use on any protein that you want. So so if you're not into seafood, you can still come to Bonefish Grill and have an excellent meal. But seafood is what drives a lot of guests in. And so we definitely focus a lot on that. 
Is it difficult to like pack steak and seafood to go? I mean, it sounds like those might be a little more challenging, you know, for a catering program. I mean, because sometimes like steak can cook too much if it's packed up too tight or food, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, it's definitely something we keep in mind. You know, timing is a big part of it for sure. So um, as we you know, one, one of the great things I think about Bloomer Brands is even pre-pandemic, which I think the pandemic got a lot of people a lot more focused on their off-premise experience. Uh, what I would say about us is that we've been focused on the off-premise experience longer than most casual dining restaurants have been. And that goes all the way back to, as someone who's been with, with Outback Steakhouse for over 20 years, when we rolled out the curbside takeaway, we were really the first casual dining to say, we will bring your your to-go food out to you. You don't have to come in to get it anymore, which really has become the norm now. But that started at Outback Steakhouse uh, in Orlando. So, so to have that and then to say, how do we just keep elevating the game with off-premises? So, so we've done a lot of work around what is the proper packaging for steak? And mm-hmm. Same thing with Bonefish Grill. What's the, what is the proper way and, and the elevated packaging we should have for Bonefish Grill when it comes to uh, a to-go experience? Yeah, I never realized you were such pioneers in that area. So yes. You know. So what, what kind of trends are you looking at for next year? I mean, you were really on the hot honey trend right away. And there are lots of other, you know, flavor trends that people are watching. Are there any in particular that you're excited about? Um, there are some things like, you know, I would say this is a flavor trend, but I really have my eye on it is around this low ABV, no alcohol, the zero proof. This mm-hmm. is intriguing to me. So I continue to kind of keep my ear to the ground on this one because it's, that's a very interesting space, I think. And around flavors, you know, there hasn't been anything yet that I'm like, okay, that that's the hook for us. Um, but I feel like I'm in the mode right now where we're kind of gathering all the information around, like, where do we want to go uh, with, with flavor next? Uh, you know, if I were going to say like what I can guarantee you, we're going to be focused on, you know, from an Outback perspective, it's going to be all in on steak and what's a unique and unexpected way to try steak uh, when it comes to Carabas, you know, we highlight most of our innovation through our wine dinners that we do that really is, is the culture of Carabas Italian Grill now. So we're always innovating around the food and wine space there. And with Bonefish Grill, we've just started diving into what does a spirited dinner look like? And we want to be cutting edge on how you can experience food and spirits and cocktails together in that same type of way. Uh, because cocktails are so hot right now. Like uh, cocktails, I more than ever now, people tell me about their recipes that they do at home, which is not something you used to ever hear before, which means we have to really up our game on cocktails even more in the restaurants because now we're competing with a lot of home bars too, and people are getting creative. And I'm up for that challenge. And, and I know that our team is too. Thanks so much, Becky. Your passion is contagious. You can download this episode of Menu Feed and past episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. (music) 